Hello and welcome to the spiritguides.co.uk radio show with your host Mark Chatterton. Today we are pleased to welcome on the show Jonathan Black, who is the pen name of Mark Booth, who is the author of three books, The Secret History of the World, The Secret History of Dante, and the recently published The Sacred History, How Angels, Mystics and Higher Intelligence Made Our World. Mark is also the person who brought Lorna Byrne to the wider world, and I'm sure we will have an interesting programme today. So a warm welcome to you, Mark. Thank you. Right, let's start off. I know you, you've been involved in the world of publishing for over 20 years now, but before then, you went to school in Ipswich and then went to Oxford University where you studied philosophy and theology. Yes, so, so uh, we, uh, we both uh, studied uh, theology um, at, at Oxford, Mark. I studied philosophy and theology, yep. so that's obviously twice as hard. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know how you found the course. Um, I, I, I went to Oxford being a, 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 a church-going Christian, and uh, I came out of it I came out of it pretty disillusioned and, uh, and full of doubts. Um, Would you say before you went you were quite a religious person at all? Yes, I was. I mean, I was I was quite churchy, and um, but I think that what I what I found was that I think the I think the church has had this this tremendous role uh, analyzing and categorizing religious experience, but um, there can be something quite off-putting about that all that categorizing and it can it can distract you from religious and spiritual experience itself and um uh so it was only uh so it was it was later meeting uh people like like Lorna Byrne and uh exploring various mystical traditions that I that I that I regained um my belief Okay, because I know you've got a large collection of esoteric books, which I presume influenced you when you decided to write your first book, The History of the World. Yes. Um, well, I, 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 the secret history of the world um, uh, really arose out of my interest in, in uh, uh, mystical and esoteric writers, and I, and I met some of them, and... Uh, from from different from different different traditions, and and I be, I began to um, realize that um, that different mystics uh, from different traditions um, all seem to be saying pretty much the same thing, or they certainly seem to be describing the same experiences. So that um, the experiences of uh, of a uh, a visionary like Lorna Byrne in the suburbs of Dublin are are pretty similar to the experiences um of a uh, a guru in the uh, forest of India or a medieval monk and uh so it struck me that there was a probably there was probably a, a genuine uh mystical and esoteric tradition um to be to be discovered and that would and that was the point of that book 
Yes, I read somewhere that during your research for the book, um, someone from one of the secret societies that you were researching offered to initiate you further into, into their society, but you declined. Is that, is that true or, or quite right? Yes, yes, that is true. And, um, uh, I mean, this was, uh, this was a man who, who taught me an enormous amount. And um, he allowed me to ask, ask him uh, anything about the, the, the beliefs and practices of the secret societies, which was obviously, that was obviously a tremendous privilege. And after a while, he said, um, "Well, I, you know, I think I think you're ready now." And, and I, I said, "For what?" And he said, "Well, initiation." <laughs> and I thought about it. I, I was I was worried about it. I was I was quite frightened. I mean, I think that uh, initiation um, uh, ceremonies. I, I described them in, in 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 some detail in both the Secret History of the World and the Dante book. They can be quite terrifying. I think yeah, you, yeah. in a lot of them, you you really believe you're going to die. So 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 that was uh, so that um, that that worried me. But then I also thought, well, you know, I'm really enjoying this 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 great quest to to work out what it is that uh, the secret societies and these esoteric traditions are saying. If I am formally initiated, I know I will have to take uh, a vow of secrecy, uh, and I won't be able to uh, publish anything. So that was my main reason for not uh, for not uh, going along with that. Right, I understand. Let's move on to your second book, The Secret History of Dante, which came out early this year. Yeah. Um, what was it that made you want to write a book about Dante, who is best known as the author of the Divine Comedy, which looks at purgatory, heaven, and hell. Yes. Well, um, you know that there's a there's a there's a there's a saying in in uh, in mystical circles um, that um, when uh, a quester, when a pupil is ready, um, the right teacher will come to him, and I. I discovered that 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 was uh, that was true about Dante. That um, uh, a, a a mystical teacher and a cultist called Brunetto Latini uh, came to him uh, when uh, he'd been having some visions and he was very troubled by them and he didn't know what to make of him, what to make of them, and. Uh, Brunetto Latini, I further discovered, had um, connections with the Knights Templar, that he had been initiated into a lay order of the Knights Templar, who had um, a, a large building in Florence at that time. And so I be, I, it, it occurred to me that there was, there was something to be discovered here, and, that, and that's what made me... Uh, that's what led me to write uh, the secret history of Dante. Yes, because I was reading in the book that there is, uh, I think your friend, um, the researcher, I've forgotten his name now, uh, discovered this place. Is that right? In Italy. Oh, um, ah, no. I think you're thinking of the of the of my my Irish friend who lives in Florence, 
who was actually instrumental yeah. in uh, in guiding Lorna Byrne to me. No, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of the guy who wrote the serious mystery. Uh, Robert Temple. Robert Temple. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Did did he not um, do a lot of research about about the place this place in in Italy and and then that's what Dante just based it on. Is that right? Mm, well, I think yes. That 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 is right. I mean. Um, uh, um, Robert Temple has uh, excavated um, an underground initiation centre um, which is uh, near Bayer in southern Italy. And what he discovered was that this, this network of um, underground passages and chambers was a facsimile of... Um, hell, as Virgil described it um, uh, in his great poem, uh, and uh, and so what what is what is what is what was clearly happening here is that when um, Virgil <coughs> described Aeneas's journey um, to hell, he was actually describing a real place um and that uh that 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 what what virgil and then dante were describing in their in their journeys underground to hell um was on one level a description of an of an initiation ceremony now what i what i what i what i suppose what i guess is that um uh, although it hasn't been discovered yet, there is uh, somewhere un- underneath Florence um, a system of underground passageways and chambers, which um, which is similar to the one at Bayer. All right. Um, what about? Do you actually believe in a, a real physical hell, or is it a, a spiritual place? Would you say? Well, I think that these these. Um, uh, underground initiation ceremonies, uh, or chambers, uh, passageways, centres, um, are, are are real places of 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 of, of rock and stone, and the, I, I think that people are led underground um, in an altered state of consciousness, and while they're being so while they're being led underground. They experience um, something of what we will experience when we die, and um, I believe that what we will experience when we die um, is, um, in the first place, um, a sort of purging, where um all our um uh, un- unfulfilled unresolved desires um uh, are 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 purged from us i think i think that i think that i think that all the all the uh mystical traditions around the world describe the same thing it's the purgatory of christian tradition which which dante described and the Hindus call it uh, Karma Loka, the place of desire. 
Okay, let's move on to um, talk about the sacred history now, which I suppose looks at the supernatural history of the world, especially through the stories of the major religions and cultures. Yes. In, in the book, you write about the lives of various religious figures, such as Moses, Abraham, the Buddha, Jesus and Muhammad. But you also mm. write about other in- influential people, such as Socrates, St. Francis of Assisi, Joan of Arc, Napoleon, Young, and even Hitler. D- did you find it hard choosing who to write about, or did these? Yes, yes, I yes, I had to be very selective to yeah. to, to get to get it to get to get a, a single narrative into into just over four hundred pages. Um, but it, but I do think that that all the great religions are telling essentially the same history and 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 in this book i'm asking really quite an outrageous question which is um what if the claims of the great religions are true if they are true then the history we've been taught at school is quite inaccurate yeah yeah so it's it's quite a sort of wide-ranging subject that you you talk about um but of the various people from the ancient times that you've talked about in the book would you say there is one particular person from that period that you connect with at all well i'm i'm i'm, I'm very interested in the story of, of socrates um because uh socrates is the is the founder of of, of western philosophy and uh he was uh, right in there, right at the beginning of, of 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 man beginning to to think about the world and life in in a reasonable and rational way, and to categorise things. Yeah, he is. He would be one of the the handful of most uh, influential thinkers that have ever lived. And yet, what? very few few people know about him and what is swept under the carpet is that he was advised throughout his life by 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 what he called a demon Mm. and by a demon he didn't mean demon in the christian sense it was a demon much more much 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 closer to uh to uh um the uh like a spirit the, guide or an angel a spirit guide or, yeah. or 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 in the works of of, of philip pullman yeah. um uh and um and so so what interests me there is that is that the source of the source of rationalism um in the world today in the west comes from a purely irrational source and i and i and i looked at i i, I read several uh, books about socrates um several biographies and this demon is hardly mentioned at all so i had to pull together uh, various um uh small strands from different sources i had to go back to the original sources and i retold the story of 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 socrates's life focused as he was on this interaction with his demon 
Yeah, it's funny you um, you should mention Socrates because he was one one of the the figures that sort of uh, shot out at me when I was reading the book. That I, I sort of quite sort of um, sort of joined joined together with him in, in the sort of philosophy that he had and so on. It, it did make mm. sense certainly. Um, it's very moving, isn't yeah, it? The yeah, story of his yeah, death. Yeah, and it I was mean, it was sad the way he had to die and everything, but um, he was a very influential person, certainly. And then I think it's also quite interesting that in the modern world, Carl Gustav Jung, who I think with with Rudolf Steiner was possibly you know probably hmm. the most influential and important spiritual thinker of the of the twentieth century, he was he was guided by a demon too. Yes, I was actually going to mention uh, Rudolf Steiner because um, he does get quite a few mentions in your book um, and he's quite an influential person. But I, I wonder if most people in the mind, body and spirit world sort of tend to overlook him, don't realise his influence, perhaps. Yes, I, 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 think, I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, I'm, I'm not... I'm not uh... I'm not an anthroposophist. I, I don't. I don't really like to. I'm, I'm a non-joiner, um, uh, but but I do think he is a fantastic. Um, he's a fantastically insightful thinker. Um, I think that he 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 is someone like Lorna Byrne who who has constant uh, interaction with the spirit spirit worlds, and like Lorna Byrne. Uh, was closely advised by the Archangel Michael. And I, I don't know why... I think his writing is quite difficult. Yeah. And um, uh, he doesn't really make very very many compromises. I think that in his lectures, he, he kind of wove various different topics together. And I think, I suspect it, if he were there, it would have... It was designed to put you in a higher state of consciousness. Reading it on the page, on the other hand, can be quite hard. And it's something that I've tried to do in all my books is is to write as clearly and simply as possible and to tell a story and and just lay it out clearly. In The Secret History of the World, I didn't try and prove any of it. I've just said... This is what the secret societies believe. You decide yeah. whether it chimes in with the way you experience the world or not. Right, you've mentioned Lorna Byrne a, a few times already. Um, you've actually written a whole chapter about her in, in the book, and, mm. and indeed the book is actually dedicated to her. What is it about Lorna that has had such an effect on, on you? Um, I think it's. I think it's... Uh, that I think it's the that she's the real thing. You know, I've always, you know, right from the time that uh, I was uh, going up to, to Oxford to read theology, I've I've always wanted to meet someone like this who has um, uninterrupted communication with the, with the spirit worlds, and and what what was what's what's been fascinating. To me, and to her, I think, is that the the mystical traditions that I describe, um, and which I've researched and put down as a story, 
she knows without having read any of this. She just knows it directly. So I think it's very interesting, for example, that um, uh, in mystical tradition, uh, the archangels are associated with um, different heavenly bodies. And Michael is the archangel of the sun, and Gabriel is the archangel of the moon. You'll find them portrayed as such in, in, in paintings in some English churches where, where paintings of angels have survived. You'll, you'll see that in, in Italian Renaissance art. Lorna knows those two beings as respectively the archangel of the sun and the moon. That to her, that to her is direct personal experience. Um, and so to me, knowing Lorna Byrne has, has provided me with um, extra reasons for believing that this mystical tradition is all true. Would you say she's changed your belief system from before you knew her then? I think that, I think, I think, I think that what what interests me is is that is that um, that what she experiences is very much like uh, what, for example, Rudolf Steiner experienced or earlier mystics um, uh, such as Hildegard of Bingen or Jacob Burma or Paracelsus. I think there. I think that there is. There is a spiritual realm that all these people can go to, and they see the same things there. They meet the same beings. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, because obviously the idea of angels and, and intervening in the world is one that runs throughout the book. Um, do you see angels as, as sort of affecting our free will or, or just sort of there to sort of push us in the right direction, perhaps? I believe that um, uh, the point of our living in this material world is for us to develop an exercise free will so that um, no spiritual beings uh, or no good spiritual beings attempt to interfere with that. I think that they do, um, they do, they do uh, prompt us and guide us and help us and we can get more of all of that if we ask for it but but no i don't i don't think they interfere with with our with our free will now, many people listening to this um interview would would say they believe in angels certainly but also spirit guides who help them throughout their life would you say they're one and the same thing or, or two different uh, spiritual entities perhaps um, well, I think I think that um, uh, tradition and Rudolf Steiner and Lorna Byrne would say that uh, there are different there are different types of, of of spiritual being you may encounter. Um, uh, we each have a guardian angel. Um, then. Uh, uh, our guardian angels may let um, other angels through t to help us. Um, Lorna Byrne has described to me 
the 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 three uh, other angels she always sees with me. Um, uh, there are archangels. There are different orders of archangels. There are different orders of angels, rather. Um, then um, uh, uh, there are um, the, the 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 spirits of our loved ones uh, can come briefly from heaven to advise us, to to help us, to to prompt us, like the angels. Um, and then there are other entities. Um, uh, there, there are there are ghosts which are uh, are the spirits of people who haven't uh, uh, crossed over uh, as they should have done. Um, in Angels in My Hair, Lorna Byrne uh, describes um, describes meeting uh, uh, seeing a poltergeist uh, and uh, encountering someone. Who is possessed by a demon? Um, so, uh, so, so <laughs> there's uh, there's the other side too. Um, though Lorna is always uh, very keen that uh, that we shouldn't we shouldn't dwell on that side because because uh, you know there's a danger that that lets them in. Mm. M- moving on, um, you you say uh, about. Uh, spiritualism in the book and near-death experiences though i'm not sure if the concept of reincarnation is 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 connected with those two but you you don't seem to um talk about that do you do you mean not actually believe in reincarnation as such yes i i do believe in 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 reincarnation i mean i think you you asked me earlier about we about Rudolf Steiner and, and and Lorna Byrne and and we were talking about whether they believe the same thing or or different things. Um, that that is an area of difference. Um, uh, Rudolf Steiner believed that everyone is in, is 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 reincarnated. Um, Lorna Byrne says that uh, she doesn't see that. Um, she she's only seen she has only seen some people as having been reincarnated um but Lorna always says you know she she's not necessarily shown shown everything i think that uh, that 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 Lorna's beliefs about reincarnation seem to me to be more like um the islamic uh, mystical tradition um uh, in terms of which uh, a few individuals with with a great spiritual mission um, reincarnate. All right. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention about the book. Um, I know you mentioned the story of the Nephilim in Genesis, but um, you don't seem to mention much or at all about um, beings from other planets sort of interfering in, in human history. I'm thinking perhaps of the story of the Anarchi or Ezekiel's vision of the flaming craft. W- would you not have any um, belief in the idea of aliens visiting Earth and, and intervening? Well, I, I, I do believe in um, that there are uh, beings, uh, entities, um uh, f- from other planets uh which uh manifest themselves here what i don't believe um 
is that, what I think is probably not the case, that um, they appear in fully material form. Right. So that I think, for example, um, there are there are there are beings which come from from the moon, which are sometimes called moon demons. But I think that these may be um, what people sometimes experience as as the greys. Yeah. That is as as a type of as a type of alien. Right, because obviously that's quite a big subject that would be nice to talk about in more detail. But obviously we're we're running out of time here. But I just want to ask um, one final question: Is that the the whole book um, is sort of putting the idea forward about the idealists, and on the other side are the materialists who mm. who w- won't believe in anything spiritual or supernatural or whatever. Um, but wouldn't you say that most humans? Are a bit of both. They're both materialistic and idealistic at the same time. Yes, I think I think that's true. So that so that so that we we probably most of us uh, like to think we're 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 spiritual, but we probably on the other hand accept completely the version of history we're taught, which is entirely secular and without any spiritual contact uh, content. So what I'm what I'm interested in is 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 how we reconcile that. Can we marry the two together? And and that's why in this book I I want to ask people what I think is the most important question you can ask yourself, which is um, we know that the material world affects our mind. Does it work the other way? Can we influence the material world just by thinking about it? That is what idealism, as opposed to materialism, proposes. And I think that anyone who anyone who prays, anyone who who cries out to the heavens in despair for help, um, Anyone who anyone who 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 asks for help in that sort of way believes that they can affect the material world just by thinking about it, and that to me is 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 the great dividing line and the great question that we should ask ourselves. Right, um, I think it's been fascinating talking to you today, Mark, and. Uh, well, I really it, enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. And it's a, a wonderful book, and I would certainly recommend it to anyone listening. Uh, the Sacred History under the name of Jonathan Black. It's certainly worth buying, and it, it's it's such a wide-ranging subject, but it, I'm sure it's going to do very well, because I, I understand your other book did very well as well. So um wish you all the best, and thank you ever so much for talking to us today. Thank you, Mark. I've really enjoyed it.